In 2014, the Mighty Mighty Boston's were holding their 17th annual hometown throwdown. I've been going to see Boston shows since the early 1990s and had made it an annual tradition to come up and meet some friends for the throwdown each year. When they announced the opening acts ahead of time, I went looking for some music from each of them. That was how I first discovered the Interrupters. Welcome to The Mixes In. My name is Jacob, and I'm going to be your host for this podcast. So what is The Mixes In? Well, it's pretty simple. Each week, maybe every two weeks, I haven't really decided on a schedule yet, we're going to take a band, an artist, or just a concept, and we're going to put together a 10-song playlist for it. And we'll put the playlist up on Spotify so everybody can hear it. I'm not one of those rich podcasts where I have license to music to actually play it on here. So you're going to have to do a little bit of the legwork yourself. But we are going to talk about music. That's It's a very simple idea. I want to be able to talk about the bands I love. And, you know, I'll be honest, a lot of my friends not that interested in hearing me going on and on about bands that they don't particularly care about or have never heard of. I'm not a super, you know, I love only obscure music kind of guy. But I do tend to pick up the CDs or the vinyls of this, the opening acts when I go to a show. And that's how I tend to fall in, in love with bands case in point, that's how I, as I mentioned in the introduction, that's how I first found the Interrupters. They're a ska punk band out of California made up of four members. The four members are Amy Interrupter, formerly Amy Allen, Kevin Sweatshop Bavona, Justin Bavona, and Jesse Bavona. Amy is the lead singer. Kevin plays guitar, does some singing. Justin is on bass, and Jesse is drums. So the band first formed in 2009. Actually, I think they first formed in 2011. They all met in 2009. Amy is the one that has the longest career in music. Well, the most varied career in music, I guess. As I said, her her real name is Amy Allen. She's born in Montana, lived there till she was about 18 when she moved to LA. She had kind of a rough upbringing per interviews and stuff she said, and finally made her way to LA to pursue a career in music. And she, she did pretty well. She had some early acts including a band called No Motive. She was in a duo called Scott and Amy. She recorded an album at one point called I'd Start a Revolution If I Could Get Up in the Morning. It was recorded but never released. However, a single from that called Revolution was actually the theme song for the Birds of Prey show on the WB back in 2004. It's also available on um, YouTube, and I think that one was actually released. It's kind of a fun, rocky song. It's got a little hint of evanescence to it. Much different from what she's doing now with the Interrupters. But it's it's still kind of cool to go back and hear where the musical roots for this band were. Because if you listen to them, you know, you can pick up some of the ones pretty easily. You know, Rancid and uh, other ska punk acts, for sure, Operation Ivy. But her background was different. She did actually release an album called A Little Happiness 
which is more singer-songwriter stuff. She's really contributed all over the place. She, she sang the song Cooties on the Hairspray soundtrack. Probably her most interesting one is she toured around and played at Ron Paul rallies back when he was running for president. She had a song she worked on called the Ron Paul Revolution theme song. It's on YouTube. I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend you seek it out, but if you go to and if you if you search her name and Ron Paul, you come up with some interesting results. Certainly some uh, obscure songs, few covers here and there. Whatever you think about Ron Paul, that's, that's part of her background. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Kevin Sweatshop mostly worked in and around LA with just about everybody. He played keyboards, with the transplants. Uh, he was on The Tonight Show with Travis Barker, who's the drummer from Blink-182. He played in the Tim Timebomb Project, which was a daily music project done by Tim Timebomb of Rancid. So he was in and around kind of that scene. Justin and Jesse and he played in a band called The Telecasters, and they were playing, they were on tour with that as an opening act, and that's how they met Amy when she was an opening act for bands in the same kind of area. Kevin and Amy met, hit it off, and started writing songs. That was about 2009. And then in 2011, they brought in Jesse and Justin and formed the Interrupters. And yeah, and that's where they come from. They toured with Rancid a little bit, and they finally had their debut in 2014 uh, with the eponymous album, The Interrupters, which is the only one that was out when I first heard them, when I was poking around listening for songs for the uh, opening acts for the Boston's. Uh, in fact, they, they toured with the Boston's around after that album came out. They toured with the Street Dogs, Less Than Jake, Big D and the Kids Table, Real Big Fish, Rancid, even the English Beat. So they were a pretty hard-working band right when they came out. They followed that up in 2016 with an album called Say It Loud, which is a really good... I mean, the, the, all three of their albums are really good. Obviously, you know, this is my first episode of a new podcast, and I'm talking about this particular band. So it's safe to say that I enjoy their music. With Say It Out Loud debuted in 2016, they went on the Warp Tour, they did their first headlining tour, and all the albums are worth seeking out. Say It Out Loud is... You can really feel them come into their own. There's not really a bad track on it. Hell, Dickie Barrett sings on one of the songs. Tim Timebomb, I think, is on another one. Uh, Tim Timebomb actually produced all of their albums, all three of them so far. So then in 2018, which we're going to call the Year of Ska, there was a bunch of, you know, Mad Caddies, the Boston's, all released albums. They released Fight the Good Fight, which got all the way to number two on the, the Billboard Independent Charts. And they released the single She's Kerosene, which got all the way to number four on the alternative song charts. You may have heard She's Kerosene. It's, it's a terrific song. It might just be showing up in a little bit. That's kind of the, the broad strokes history of the Interrupters. They got their name from the Bovona's mom. It was an interview I read from Heavy Magazine in 2017. It's a quote, which is, that's the interesting thing. We started the band. We didn't have a name, and I think anyone who's ever tried to start a band before can identify with having a notebook with lists upon lists upon names, with just anything we could think of that maybe worked, but none of them were really quite right. But one time, my mom was in town, and she was really excited, and she kept interrupting us, and afterwards, Amy was like, well, your mom is kind of an interrupter. And after she said that, we all kind of looked at each other and said, well, that's the band name, and I guess it stayed. It suited what we were playing. It was fun. We weren't taking ourselves too seriously. It had an urgency to it. And that's a pretty good descriptor for the band. Fun, sense of urgency, but not too serious. Uh, even though their music is has strayed into the political quite a bit. But I mean, you know, they're a punk band, so that's just kind of how that goes. 
So I, personally, I have quite a bit of experience with the band. I've seen them open three times. Three times for the Boston's. Well, I saw them at the, the Hometown Throwdown. And then they did a little summer tour that had the Street Dogs and the Interrupters opening for them. So I saw them a bunch in that capacity. Not too long after that, me and my buddy Nick, who I managed to get into them, went and saw them at Underground Arts, which is a great venue in Philly. Small venue, but a good one. It's got a parking lot right across the street. And let me tell you, maybe it's the adult of me. I don't actually live in Philadelphia, so i got to drive about half an hour to 45 minutes to get there. So any venue that has good parking, I'm going to take a shot at bands there. Uh, if it's street parking, then i got to do some debating. But uh, Underground Arts is a really good venue. It's a nice setup, good sound. I saw them there with Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and the Up, Up, Ups. Bad Cop, Bad Cop is pretty fun if you've ever heard of them or if even if you haven't, they're worth looking up. The Up Up Ups broke up not too long ago. They were a pretty small Philly outfit. Worth kind of seeking out. I don't know if they have stuff on YouTube or not, but bought their EP at the concert, their CD. You know, it was handmade, real DIY stuff, but they had a good sound and they were a lot of fun. So Bad Cop, Bad Cop too, but they're a bit bigger. So yeah, if you're ever taking a deep dive on YouTube and you're looking for Philadelphia punk, I would I would suggest looking for the Up Up Ups. Let's see, not too long after that, they had a show that it was all geared up to go to, and it got snowed out, and they ended up not coming around again for a while, until I guess the next year when they were touring with Swimmers and the Regrets, and then in Philly, My Eddie also was added to the bill. The Swimmers fan base is quite a bit younger than the Interrupters in general, so it was a real kind of weird show that night. Interrupters played first, you know, it was kind of a punk crowd lot of fun and then the swimmers came on and it was very much a younger teenage crowd which made for an interesting contrast i went there with my buddy nick we stuck around we wanted to at least give the swimmers a try and we probably left about 10 minutes in we were standing towards the back and it was a young enough crowd that we were starting to feel a little uncomfortable so we headed out into the lobby and the interrupters were hanging out there so we we hung out with them for a little bit and we chatted it was snowing that night and we told them about the snowed out show and they remembered that and we joshed about that for a little bit i guess the next year we went back all these shows were with nick my buddy nick and i uh we made a vow to see them every time they were in philly unless they're on a giant bill that cost 150 dollars a ticket which ended up coming true when they were touring with i don't even remember who it was weezer maybe we went to the philadelphia stop of the roving festival punk and drublick which was the interrupters mad caddies played at that Bad Religion, and No Effects. This was before No Effects got kicked off their own tour. And it was, you know, it was a dynamo. It was certainly the biggest venue we'd seen them in. It was at the, I don't remember the name of the venue, but it's the place down by the uh, waterfront. They really knocked it out of the park. Huge crowd, a lot of fun. That whole day was pretty good. Mad Caddies were fun. Bad Religion was dynamite. We kind of left halfway through No Effects. I mean, I, I guess I should probably talk a little bit about my tastes on this at some point if you're going to stick around, but I will admit to never having been a particularly big No Effects fan. We gave it a little while, but we didn't stick around for that. A few weeks later, we went to see them out in Hebron, Ohio, which was a nine-hour trip at Camp Punk and Drublick, which was the big two-day festival they throw through at the end of the tour that had uh, the Interrupters, uh, Rancid played there, the Boston's, Sick of It All was there, Bouncing Souls. It was an intense show. It was out in the heat. In fact, it, it, we got there, it was pouring, and then the rain dried up, and it got to be about 80, 90, 100 degrees. Felt like 130 down in the pit. 
but the interrupters were one of the earlier acts and so we still had some energy and it was a lot of fun we actually met some nice people there that we still keep up with a little bit on the internet you know every time we see them it feels like it's a bigger and bigger venue or bigger and bigger bigger crowd performance certainly camp punk and drub like there was five thousand six thousand people there that day i don't know if they were all lined up for the interrupters we were up on the rail uh wasn't too bad but it was just a dynamite show they've never they've never given a bad show that i've seen they're a very good live band lots of energy lots of fun interact with the crowd they seem to be having fun you know some bands you can tell they're kind of going through the motions and some bands really really get off on performing live and the interrupters are one of those bands when they get out there they don't leave a lot behind uh and then the last time we saw them was late last year at the Fillmore in philly which is you know a few blocks from underground arts and probably i think it holds 2000 maybe 2000 3000 something like that's a much bigger venue than where we first saw them in philadelphia actually i guess the first saw them at the opening for the boston's but the first time we saw them headlining was at underground arts and so it was a pretty big jump from the underground arts to the Fillmore in just a couple of years. They played that with Sharp Shock and Skinny Lister. I'm a huge Skinny Lister fan, and I, I like had never heard of Sharp Shock. I did that day and really fell in love with that band, too, which is kind of how it goes with me. You know, I go to see these bands I love, and then two opening acts I've never heard of, and then I walk out with three bands I love. Not always, but it's, it's pretty consistent. That's how I discovered the Interrupters. So you should always go on time. Always go at doors, because you never know. You never know what you're going to find early on. I have a blog called shoutingstreet.com and I think a lot of the stuff that I talk about on here is going to get posted there as well because trying to read off at the end of this the URL for a Spotify playlist is not going to go well for anybody. So it'll it'll be on shoutingstreet.com. But if you look at some of my past writings, I talk a lot about opening bands and and paying attention and seeking out new music in live venues because it's the best way to do it and half the bands we're going to talk about on here outside of like bob dylan's this is this is usually how i found them uh, especially in these days when there's no radio to listen to or not much radio to listen to so here we are in november 2019 and this little ska punk band from la with a woman who sang a theme song for a tv show way back in 2004 are now headlining these tours with other bands I like that I've seen headlining acts are now opening for them. And it's neat kind of being a fan right from go and seeing that evolution. I don't believe in in the people who want obscure bands to stay obscure. Uh, part of the reason I'm doing this, sh- this show, well, it's a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is there's a lot of bands I like that I've, like, I've found as opening acts that I just, I feel like if I could just get people to listen to them, they would fall in love with them talking about bands like Trapper Shope or Hollis Brown or Sharp Shock in this case, where if you just, you get that foot in the door and then you might open somebody up to them. And most of my friends have kind of tuned me out a little bit, which is absolutely fair on them. I talk about music incessantly and I have weird tastes compared to some of them who they also have weird tastes. We're just not necessarily compatible. I'm not trying to puff myself up here. I'm just a music nerd. As evidenced by doing a solo podcast, which I'm taping at 11.58 at night during the coronavirus quarantine. So yeah, so that's my history with this particular band. So I guess I mentioned the, why I'm doing the podcast. I have a lot of sound equipment from the other podcasts I'm doing, and I couldn't really convince anybody to come in and start this with me. And I wanted to do my own thing, so here we are. Uh, I'm justifying a bunch of sound equipment that wasn't super cheap. 
by using it. I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this. I don't know if anybody cares. But we're going to put it out there, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. All right, so why don't we get to the mix? This particular mix, I think, the way this works, like I said, is going to be a different kind of theme or a different notion. In this, I just want a mix that's going to introduce people to the interrupters and, as I said, get that foot in the door and get people on board with this awesome band. So we're going to call it an introduction mix. And what I mean by that is it's a cross-section of all of their music, some of my favorite songs, some of their, their big hits uh, as they are, and just songs that they play in concert, things like that, so that you can get to know the band kind of the way I did, which is live and how they put this out and how they do this stuff and, and a little bit about who they are. I'm going to start out by talking about songs that aren't in the mix. They're not going to be on the Spotify playlist that I put up, but they are on Spotify, so I would encourage you after you listen to this playlist to, to seek these other songs out. But because I'm restricting myself to 10, some things aren't going to make it. So I've got about four that were in the mix originally. So there was originally 14 songs when I just did a quick run-through and then had to start paring down and rearranging and, and putting them in the right order and stuff. So the last cut, well, I guess the first cut, was the 11th Hour, which is a rancid cover from album full of rancid covers that's got other things like the street dogs on and big d and the kids table and a bunch of others it's a lot of fun if you like rancid uh they did a cover of the 11th hour which isn't it's a song from an outcome the wolves and not necessarily one of my favorites but certainly a song i like it's the one that has the do you know where the power lies it starts and ends with you i mean look we'll talk about rancid at some point but uh outcome of the wolves is one of those definitive albums for me where there's no bad song so I'm going to like any any song on it. I wouldn't put the 11th Hour in the top, like, three for me, but it's certainly a good song. And the Interrupters version of it, pretty straight. They didn't do a lot with it or didn't do anything too crazy, but their sound is different enough from Rancid's that it just, it worked. Her voice works for it. The kind of political, personal political message jibes with what they're doing. But at the end, it's still a cover, and it wasn't... It's a strong song, but it's not one of the ones, like, it's not one of the peaks. So so that had to go. Uh, for Phantom City, which is from Say It Out Loud, their second album, it's more of a ska reggae vibe, almost. It's another political song. It's really good. It's got, I think, Tim Timebaum sings on it. And it's just, it, it's one of my favorites from that album, but it's kind of different enough from their general sound. And, uh, you know, I think I've heard him play it maybe once live so it's a good song absolutely worth it but it wasn't wasn't in the final 10 you know the reasons for cutting these is it's good but not quite as good so you know there's not a lot of depth to why i cut these songs haven't seen the last of me which is one of my favorites from their first album it's a good song Uh, look all their songs are good they don't really have a lot of weak songs on across any of the albums haven't seen the last of me is good and it's got a one of my favorite lines they want to dress me up like the rest of them, but they're but I'm a wolf and they're just sheep. And when you hear Amy Interrupters say that, it's it's quite the line. It's got a lot of impact, but it wasn't quite there. Uh, and the final cut was By My Side, which was the first single from their second album. And it's it's a real kind of traditional punk scene loyalty rocker. It's a big terrace chant chorus. I mean, it's just, it's a fun song. It's a big song. It gets across their message of inclusion real well, but in the end, it's it's real similar to another song on here that does kind of the same thing, and I think in a bit better way, and a bit bigger sound with a bit more inclusion. So we'll we'll get to that. But that's why that got cut is that it was close, 
but it was it's a little bit similar to one of the other songs, so I decided between the two I wanted to go with the other one. So, what have we got left? Well, we've got our ten songs. First up, and starting the mix, is a song called A Friend Like Me. This is the song they open concerts with every time we've seen them. They start out because we're friends, and... They want to get to know you, and the concept of friendship and loyalty, the concept of some of the big things that go through there, the through lines in all of their music are loyalty, friendship, togetherness, personal power, doing what's right. Not really out there in terms of punk music, it's the kind of stuff you expect, but it's real prominent in their music. And A Friend Like Me is one of those that really gets to that point. It, it talks about who they are, why they are, and and what they're doing. And like I said, they've opened every concert I've been to with it. So of course it had to open the mix. Next up is This Is The New Sound. Uh, this was my favorite of their songs for a pretty long time. It's got my still one of my favorite bits of their music. It's it's a, it's a It leans more towards the, the reggae ska side of things than the punk side. You know, I'll be 100% honest, and this might be blasphemy, but it kind of reminds me of the Bad Brains a little bit, at least Eye Against Eye, in the way that it's almost two songs in one, and it has a bit of a breakdown and sound change, and it gets really kind of funky and good, and it's saying, you know, trust me, it's depressing, earthquake weather. I just dig that line, probably because Earthquake Weather's one of my favorite Joe Strummer albums. But This Is The New Sound is a bit of a of a call to arms. A lot of their songs are kind of called arms, but this is the one that says... This is who we are. This is this is the new sound. This is what we're doing, and, and you're going to like it, and here we are. And I kind of, I, I just like that when a band comes out and screams right out who they are and what they're doing. And this is the new sound does that. So that's, that's number two on here. Third one is On My Turntable. This is uh, from their second album. It's a song about, I think, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Amy singing about her her childhood growing up there's a few of the few lyrics in there that made me think that but it's it's singing about the life that most you know people who grew up in punk you know not necessarily the richest genre out there not necessarily the most glamorous and about people who grew up in that who grew up with not much but had that music and that music was the thing that kept them going that kept them moving forward and when you when you read a little bit about Amy you know music was what kept her going you know she like I said she grew up in Montana and moved to LA and it wasn't the easiest transition and you know she she had to be dedicated and focused and she had like she says uh grew up with nothing except the music so of course that's got to be on there it's also you know there's always going to be an element of how much I like these songs and I absolutely adore on my turntable they played it last time I saw them and I think I blacked out for a little while I just love it so next was their first big song, Take Back the Power. This is the first song I ever heard from them when I plugged them into YouTube looking up the the different acts for the, that fateful hometown throwdown. This was the first one I clicked on and immediately ordered the album. It was just that good. And you've probably heard it. It was their first hit. It was in a few TV ads. It was from, for, I think, T-Mobile had it in an ad. It was on the show Shameless. If you ever seen Michael Moore's Where to Invade Next, it's in that. I guess it's played over the credits. I haven't seen that. It was apparently in MLB The Show. Most recently, and kind of oddly, it's the opening theme song for the new Hulu show, Hillary. 
Now, I, re I read that today when I was putting my notes together, and I, I just simply didn't believe it because it's a big jump to go from singing campaign songs for Ron Paul to having a song in the Hillary Clinton documentary. You know, and a positive Hillary Clinton day. It's not a hit piece or anything from what I understand. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I probably will now. You know, we talk about them going from nothing to something and opening acts to headlining pretty big things. And here we have this, this woman who was singing Ron Paul campaign songs now has a one of their biggest songs and biggest hits in the Hillary show. So I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't, I mean, their, their politics are probably pretty, you know, normal punk libertarian. They're certainly not you know, Trumpist Republicans or anything like that. I don't think they're, you know, dyed-in-the-wool Democrats either. I think they're, they're something else. So it shows up there, and the song fucking rocks. If you hear this song and you don't like this band, like, listen to that one. If you listen to one song in all of this, listen to Take Back the Power. And if you don't like it, well, don't bother with the rest of it. It's that good, and it's that strong, and it, like I said, you, you've probably actually heard it, or at least you think you heard it, or maybe it'll tickle the, the back of your mind when you finally listen to it, but it's, it's good. And when they play it live, it's a f crowd favorite. I certainly go nuts. All right, so after that is Gave You Everything, which is off their latest album, and it's a real punk rocker kind of tune. I mean, I love it. So last time we saw them, actually, let's, let's start back. Something that Sick of It All does, and I'm sure other bands, but I've been part of it with Sick of It All. When they come out and they play a particular song, they'll ask the crowd to separate, you know, like kind of like the Moses separating the sea. And then, then when they start playing, they want the crowd to charge at each other. Some Braveheart shit. It's cool to see. Normally, I'd say you got to be a little younger than me to take part in that at this point. But when we went to see them last time, the Interrupters did this with Gave You Everything. Except that they wanted the crowd to run at each other and then hug, and then there's not a huge amount of, like, moshing at interrupter shows. It's more just a skank circle pit, so there's a little bit on the inside, but mostly it's just people going around and dancing. But this one separated the crowd, I'm like, alright, excuse a little bit younger, and I'm a pretty big dude, so whoever hit me wasn't gonna, gonna knock me down like at the Sick of It All show, or it might have shattered my old man's skull. So anyway, we took part of this, and, you know, because it starts off with a count. One, two, three, four, and then they get right into it, and it's just a fun song. Nothing too deep. When you hear it, it, it makes you want to dance. She, the vocals on it are just dynamite. She sings it with a, an incredibly solid amount of energy. So next up is She Got Arrested. She Got Arrested is off their second album, and it is kind of a classic ska tune, more than I'd say a, a straight punk rocker, but it's about a woman who kills her husband, and then flees the cops. And it's it's great in concert. It's a, got a great sing-along chorus. It's got one of those fist-pump moments where you know, the music stops and, you know, everybody is just, yeah. And, you know, pretty good message about empowerment and not taking any shit. I was interested in reading an interview where Kevin said it wasn't necessarily one of his favorites early on, but he kind of got into it and he started to really like playing it live and the crowds really respond to it. They absolutely do. I'd say it's up there with Take Back the Tower in terms of the ones that people really just lose their shit over. So after that, we're going to have Babylon. Now, Babylon is a real classic ska kind of song. Talking about Babylon and the, the, the she almost sings it or they almost wrote it in a, in a Jamaican patois. And when you listen to it, you can hear the Bob Marleys, the Toots and the Maytals, just the, the, the whole Jamaican island sound that infected first England with two-tone and then eventually America. It's all baked into this song and it's got that vibe, that good dancing feel to it. And it's it's infectious. 
it's an infectious song to hear. And if you've if you've ever listened to Toots and the Maytals or Psalm or if you saw I don't know Prince Buster, that whole history is in this song. So it had to be there. Like if you're gonna be a ska band or ska punk band and you do something like this, it is gonna be on your mixes. It's just gotta be. So next up after that, we're gonna go with She's Kerosene. This is their biggest hit by a couple of touchdowns, I think. It's a just a perfect ska song, ska punk song. Great chorus, good sing-along. It was all over the place for a little while. I think I heard it in a supermarket once, which blew my mind. Probably, you know, like a Trader Joe's kind of supermarket where they're trying to be a little bit more hip. But it's just, it's a dynamite song. I, I will admit, it's not one of my favorites, particularly. If this was just a list of my favorites, it probably wouldn't have made it. And I, don't, I don't even know why. Like I said, I like it, but there's there's other songs on that album that I like more, quite a bit more, in fact. But I can't deny how well done, well constructed it is. Like sometimes you hear a song and you're like, oh yeah, that's a hit. Well, I think I'm probably in the minority in saying it's maybe my fifth favorite song on that, that album, maybe. Hard to say, but and I, again, it's a dynamite song. You hear it once and you're like, oh yeah, this is their the peak of their powers. For whatever reason, it just doesn't hit me as as much as some of the other ones. But it's got to be on the list. It's got to be. So right after that is Got Each Other, which is off their third album, Fight the Good Fight. This is the one that I bumped By My Side for. Because, you know, you can hear just in the titles, By My Side and Got Each Other are, are pretty similar in message. The The difference is this is might be their most punk-heavy song. And the vocals on it are, Amy does the first verse, and then a mem- different member of Rancid does each verse after that. It's probably my favorite song on their third album. You know, and it feels weird for the one where they have the least amount of vocals on it, but it's just, it's so well done. The message is great, which is just, if you find yourself alone tonight, you can come with us. And I think there's no more perfect song that sums up ska, ska punk, that scene, the people in it, and how they will just take anybody. Like, there's no judgment. This is a scene that's, that's meant to lift up and support and not beat down and not shun. And uh, it's it's one of those things. You know, I've been tangentially connected to it since early the early 90s with the Boston's. And it's just, it's a welcoming thing. Like, you go to an interrupter show and you're not going to feel out of place because nobody there is going to make you feel out of place. When the swimmers come on, it might get a little weird. But... <laughs> when it's just the interrupters and got each other really just for my money it was it was the perfect uh, encapsulation of that and that that they're about and it's just it's a big song and it's loud and it's fun and when i heard it for the first time when they played it at the Fillmore i was like well this is just great it's a little bit weird hearing it live with Amy singer, well, actually, the whole band gets in it. So Kevin and Jesse and Justin will sing the different verses, which is cool, you know. But you're used to hearing the the grizzled veteran rancid voices on it, and it, it's just a good song. I don't know what else to say about it. I love it. So here we are at the end, the tenth song. And this song, if you've ever seen the Interrupters, or if you've ever listened to me, you know what this is going to be. It's of course Family. Uh, so Family is a big ska fun kind of goofy song and it's what they always close with because if you remember they started with a friend like me and at the beginning you're friends but at the end of these shows you're family 
And that's what that's the message they convey. And they, they close with this song and everybody sings along and it's got a bit in the middle where, where you pause and it's like the cops are knocking on the door. You know, won't let those cops in. You know, the whole crowd sings along. Everybody knows it. The album version's got Tim, Tim Timebomb on it. I think it's Tim Timebomb. Might be Tim Armstrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Tim Timebomb. Uh, I probably should have checked that before the, before this, but you can listen to it and decide for yourself. It's just a good song. It's fun. It's a real throwback ska song. So, like, I remember blasting it going into work one day, coming around a corner, and this is my family. And it's just fun. But, you know, you get looks because ska isn't, you know, isn't necessarily where it's at these days. You get made fun of a lot, actually, for being a ska fan. Like, if you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there's ska jokes on that. And But it's a kind of music that never really went away. I called... 2018 the year of ska because there was a bunch of big ska albums that came out including fight the good fight boston's put it out mad caddies there was there's a couple i'm forgetting i think big d and the kids table put something out but you know it was a bit of a revival year and with she's kerosene making the charts there was ska on the charts again for the first time in a long time and that's when the interrupters kind of shouted out that this is the new sound in some ways it was, because that ska punk sound, you know, if you're like me and you've been listening to it all along, and you know, you've know you been going to these shows and you never quite let that go away, it didn't necessarily sound like the new sound. But if you hadn't, like if the last time you heard a ska song was Sell Out by Real Big Fish or something, it would be fresh and new and different. And that's what the interrupters are. And it feels like, I don't know if there's going to be a fourth wave of ska. You know, having listened to ska all the way through, it doesn't feel like different waves, but certainly... You know, in the general public and the consensus is that this stuff is not the top dog in music by any stretch. But if there's a fourth way, it's going to be the interrupters that are out leading the charge and taking the power back. And they can do it. Like, if anybody's going to bring Ska back and to make everybody love it, it's it's them. They're charismatic, they're fun, they're good, they're catchy. And it's hard to find a better band to kick off a podcast with. You know, I wish I could play these songs, but I just, you know, unless somebody puts me on the radio or somebody decides to fund me. And, and look, I'll read an ad for anybody, so if you've got money out there, let me know. But, um, so that's it. So that's our ten songs. Here we are. It's it's The Interrupters. It's going to be on Spotify is where the playlist will be, but I'll have the link to it on ShoutingStreet.com. I haven't made the page or that particular post yet, but if you just go to ShoutingStreet.com, it'll be right there. You'll see the the episode and I'll, have, I'll put an embedded link on there so that's my show that's the mix is in and we're going to be back in a week maybe two weeks again i haven't decided on a schedule for this i'm involved in a lot of podcasts at this point so i don't know how often people want to hear my voice especially to hear me talking for 40 minutes by myself uh, hopefully you do hopefully people are interested and hopefully people enjoy this uh we'll be back next time with hollis brown who if you haven't heard of and you haven't listened to you're going to want to. So anyway, so that's that's me. My name is Jake. Listen to my other podcast. That's the Scary Stuff Podcast, which is all on every form of Stitcher, YouTube, iTunes, whatever. That's where we, we get real deep into horror movies. We also have the Oddity Podigy Podcast, which is our general podcast. There's a variety of different topics. We've got a bunch of episodes of that out there. I'd encourage you to go look at those. In my capacity with Oddity Prodigies, I'm also an editor and a writer, and I have a novel coming out called The Change, which will be available, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, we'll we'll get it in some bookstores, Uh, and then we have an anthology, which I'm editing and I'm also contributing to, called Scary Stuff, appropriately enough, coming out, and that's 
going to be available wherever we can find it. And that's, that's a great anthology. We're just about done with it. I don't know when this is going to go up, so maybe this is going up after it comes out. We'll see because we're real close. I would encourage you to seek that out. But if you're, you know, if you're just here for the music, uh, all I would say is go to shows, go to live. I guess not now since we're all quarantined. But once once this is all over, make sure to go back and support all those venues that that lost some money during this. Enjoy live music; it's important. But also go back and get these these records, these albums. And if you love music, do something with it or push it. Or don't don't ever be ashamed of of how you feel about it. So anyway, so that's that's me. I'm Jake. We'll see you next time. And if we develop a catchphrase, I guess I would say right now that the mix is in. Thank you and good night.